Hello and welcome to this week's Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and joining me again this week is Mr Goals himself, Greg Browning. How are you doing Greg? Yeah, very well thank you, good. Good, how's your betting week been this week? It's been excellent, um, the return of the SPFL Reserve League has certainly helped uh, sell the coffers, so a good week all round so far. Not half, we'll talk about that probably later in the podcast, but um, I'm guessing Jim McAnally is off your Christmas card list. Yes, he is. Uh, Peter Head will be off my betting list for the seeable future after being 2-0 up at home to Dumbarton and losing 3-2. Yeah, not many people seen that one coming. Um, we did okay though. We did quite. A, we got quite a few winners last week, including the nap. It was a decent weekend actually. We um, Falkirk won the bet of the weekend for them to win and to score uh, two goals. Connor Salmon scored two goals for Falkirk. Yeah. We also tipped Norwich to score two at home to Newcastle. And we tipped Raheem Sterling to score against Spurs. So, all in all, not a bad weekend. Yeah, so we did okay with the bets that we recommended, um, which brings us on nicely to bets for the weekend ahead. And I guess the only place to start is where we left off last week, which was Hibs' match against St Johnson at the weekend. Yeah, so I haven't changed my mind on this. identified this match probably about a week and a half ago now. So, St Johnson travelled to Hibs. And at that point, St Johnson had just drawn two all at home to Livingston in the league. Hibs played against Rangers on the Sunday. So at the moment, as most of you will probably know, St Johnson have had a really poor start. They were knocked out of the Betfred Cup. They lost very heavily to Celtic on the opening day, 7-0. They then lost two goals against Livingston. In the Betfred Cup itself, they lost two goals against Ross County. They lost two goals against Forfar. Montrose beat us up in Montrose. So overall, it's a really disappointing start to the season, uh, defensively anyway, and we're not much of a threat going forward. So definitely identified the uh, trip to uh, Easter Road on Saturday as a potential nap for the weekend. So Hibs are 3-4, to four, looking at best price um, at Coral, but you fancy goals might be the best bet there? Yeah, I think Hibs are a really good price actually. 3-4 to four is a lot bigger than I thought it'd be. That's probably down to the fact though, since I posted that on the initial podcast last weekend, Hibs have been beaten obviously heavily by Rangers and they struggle to beat Morton in the League Cup. But 3-4 to four is a really good price. I'm going to focus on goals, though. I think given our defensive frailties, especially in the centre-half area, we are likely to concede again at least two goals on, on Saturday. Hibs have got a wealth of attacking options. They've got Horgan, Kimberry, Allen, Malin. So a real threat at home. They've not had a great start in terms of blowing teams away. But that said, they came through their Betfred Cup unscathed, did the business. Yes, they got beat to Rangers, but they did get a man sent off. So I wouldn't look too much into that game. They're at home and we're conceding goals for fun at the moment. So Hibs to score two goals is Saturday's nap and that's 5-6. to 5-6, six. to six, um, but also recommend if MD's doing ACAs, then Hibs might be a good addition to any line that people are putting on. Yeah, definitely. 3-4, to four, like I said before, is, I think it's a fantastic place for Hibs at home against a team conceding lots of goals. Good stuff. Now, obviously last week we had the Betfred Cup, which meant that the... Championship fixtures in Scotland were decimated, but I personally have been waiting on Dundee United to get back on the pitch. Um, I know you've got your eye on them at Dunfermline tomorrow. I certainly do, yeah. I think I think most people will be on Dundee United most weeks. They've obviously brought in Lauren Shankland, who we spoke about in our initial podcast a couple of weeks ago now, and he's since then scored five goals, four goals in his opening match at home to Inverness in his debut for United. And he scored in last week or the weekend before that, the 2-1 win away to Partick Thistle. So having looked at the match itself, Dundee United have an incredible record away to Dunfermline. They've only lost one of the last 20 meetings. 
which is quite incredible. Yeah. They've not lost at East End Park now in the last 10 matches. And you have to go back now, I think it's to April 2007, to the last time Dunfermline beat Dundee United. So in terms of a bet, we're looking at Dundee United at 11-8 to win, given the record there, or is it a goals bet? For me, it's a goals bet. Both are attractive. I think Dundee United will win the match at 11-8. But like the Hibs match, I think Dundee United are a really good shout to score two goals. Like I said before, they've got a fantastic record against against, um, Dunfermline. And they've got the best striker in the league. Lauren Shankwin, I think, will probably score most weeks. Yeah. He'll probably hit definitely 25 goals this season. And he'll be a, a big favourite with punters anyway to score at least any time and to score first. Yeah, so Shankwin is 5-4, around about 15-4. Sorry, 5-4 at any time and 15-4 first goal scorer. So yeah, there'll likely be a lot of punters on that. Also in Scotland, I'm guessing you're going to steer clear of Peterhead this week at Forfer. Um, the other one that caught my eye was probably Cove at Stirling. It was a bit of a mismatch. Um, the other thing you wanted to flag up was the potential for goals in League One in Scotland. Yeah, it looks really attractive. You've got Falkirk away to Clyde. Now, Clyde have come up from Division Two and are now bottom of the league. They've conceded nine goals. They host Falkirk, who are top, will be scoring goals. And I think Connor Salmon again will fancy grabbing at least a couple of goals against Clyde. You've also got Wraith Rovers, Dumbarton are conceding goals still. So there's goals right throughout that league. So in terms of the Scottish leagues, in terms of goals, definitely focus on League One. So just to recap on the Scotland um, fixtures before we move on to England, we're looking at Hibs to score two or more at 5-6, to six, was that? Yeah, 5-6, to six, yeah. And Dundee United to score two or more uh, at Dunfermline. That's right, they're 6-4 to four with Bet365 to score two or more. So in England, the big game of the weekend looks to be Liverpool v Arsenal on Saturday night, live on TV, and this one's just always full of goals, Greg. Yeah, it's a, it's a goal-better's dream, really, this, mat, this this tie. It's had 35 goals in the last seven games. Six of the last seven matches have seen both teams score. And I think similar to last weekend's match between Man City and Tottenham, it's a match in which you'd expect to see at least another three or four goals. In terms of pricing, it's not ideal. You're only getting one to two for over 2.5 goals. And I think Liverpool are quite short at 1-2, to two, albeit um, they do have a great record at Anfield. One thing that did stand out, though, and this probably won't be a surprise to any Arsenal fans out there, is Arsenal's horrible record away from home against the top six teams. Having looked back at their record, they've only won one of the last 22 matches away from home in the Premiership in England against either Chelsea, Man City, Man U, Tottenham or Chelsea, which is really appalling. And that goes back to the Arsenal Wenger days. Yeah. That's partly the reason why they haven't been up there challenging in the league, is they're not beating their main rivals away from home. It's an outrageous record, to be honest, isn't it? Um, I also noticed in the stats that, although we pointed out there's 35 goals scored in the last seven games between these two sides, 26 of those have been scored by Liverpool. So they've definitely had the upper hand. Um, I don't think Arsenal have beaten them since 2012, is that correct? Yeah, they've not won at Anfield now since 2012, so the last six visits to Anfield they, they haven't won. And to be fair, I don't see that changing on Saturday. So how do we get value out of this one then? So I, th- I think we called it out last time on the, the Man City match. And I think a few others have called this out as well. In terms of when it gets to that kind of match, in terms of two attractive teams attacking-wise, the bookies aren't going to give you any leeway in terms of the price for just 2.5 goals. So I think yeah. for me, Arsenal are more than capable of scoring against Liverpool. Norwich proved that on the opening night when they scored at Anfield. I can see Arsenal scoring but I can definitely see Liverpool scoring two or three more. So I think for me, over 2.5 goals and both teams to score at 4-5 is probably the call there. OK. I quite like the idea of Liverpool and over 2.5 at, at even money. 
but yeah, I think anything around about those kind of markets will probably you probably do okay out of. Um, one of the other things I just wanted to touch on was the, the penalties in uh, the Premier League since the introduction of Barney. I think everyone expected there to be a big increase, but I know it's early days, but that doesn't seem to have happened so far. And I know that the odds have definitely shortened, but that doesn't really reflect the stats to date. Um, there's been four awarded so far, I guess, which is a, an average of one every five, given that there's been 20 games played, which is a worse ratio than last season when there was a penalty awarded every 3.69 games. So that's just one worth watching. I know some people kind of expected that there'd be a lot of penalties, um, I suppose a combination of VAR and the new handball rule, but as yet, that's not come to fruition. Yeah, it's yeah. early days. I think what you'll find as well is the bookies, obviously, in light of VAR, aren't giving you any leeway in terms of the price. The prices you used to get for a penalty in a match used to be 3-1, to 4-1. I've now seen games less than two to one now for a penalty to be awarded, so not a great price. And the bookies are obviously sucking the life out of that market purely due to the fact that expecting more penalties to be awarded. Yeah, I think it's just ones where maybe punters might get sucked into a wee bit, but um, the stats so far aren't bearing it out, so I would tread carefully on that one. Um, elsewhere in England, we kind of wanted to touch on some of the the games lower down the league. Um, one that particular caught my eye was Wickham v Southend. Now, Southend are effectively bottom of League One. The only thing that's stopping them from being bottom is the points deductions at Bolton and at Bury. Um, they've lost 10 in their opening four matches, whereas Wickham, who are the home side on Saturday, uh, have had the most shots in that league to date. So I was quite um, pleased to see that Wickham are 10 to 11 to score two plus on Saturday um, and 10 to 11 to win the match. Um, so that one looks like good value to me. And that's probably aided by the fact now we've got really clear and concise data on team shots. So it's not something that was readily available a couple of seasons ago. But you'll see now, especially on social media, you'll see lots of data and, bet, and, and sites kind of calling out which teams are having the most shots. And that's obviously relevant to the way they play. So it definitely gives you an idea in terms of backing goals, which teams to back. Yeah, and I think we're now into, what, four games into the season, so it's a wee bit easier to identify some of the trends and patterns that are starting to emerge um, across the divisions. On a similar vein in League 2, I quite like the look of Crawley uh, at Leighton Orient. Um, Crawley are averaging almost 20 shots per game in their first four games so far. Uh, with those 20 shots, they're averaging six on target per match, and Leighton Orient aren't too far behind them in five and a half per match. So the over two and a half at even money looks decent, more so than the both teams to score in that match. I think that's a really good shout. Looking at Crawley's matches this season, Crawley have scored in every match. They've scored two or more goals in three of those five games. And like you say, Leighton Orient are also scoring goals. So I think over 2.5 goals in that match at even money is a, is a cracking shout. Finally, another one that's caught my eye in the lower leagues in England is Mansfield v Stevenage. The Stevenage have yet to score um, in the league so far this season. They've only taken one point from their opening four fixtures. Mansfield, remarkably, have already had three 2-2 draws this season. One in the cup and only a 96-minute goal that they lost in midweek prevented another 2-2 draw. Um, they actually lost that game 3-2, having been 2-0 up. So Mansfield are the highest scorers in the division. They're at home to Stevenage and they look pretty big at 5-6 to six to score two or more at the weekend. It's a really good price. I think when you look at Mansfield over the last three or four seasons, they've always been touted to be one of the sides challenging for promotion in League 2. The fact that they've had a really tough start, you could say, they've scored two goals in each of those games. The team they're playing, obviously, on Saturday, Stevenage, will be the weakest team they've played this season. 
So I think the play going to win the match. I think them to score two goals at five to six definitely worth taking. So just to recap those tips from England then, we're going with over two and a half in both teams to score uh, in Liverpool v Arsenal at four to five. Wickham to score two or more at 10 to 11 against South End. Crawley and Leighton Orient to see over two and a half goals at evens and Mansfield to score two or more at five to six. Now I think that gives punters plenty to get stuck into at the weekend, Greg. So looking forward to next week, you wrote a great piece on Sunday night about the SPFL Reserve League. Um, <laughs> I think you called it an idiot's guide, so I found it very useful, <laughs> to be honest. Is it worthwhile covering some of this stuff for the people who are listening, Greg, given there's plenty of value to be had in that league? It's a league that a lot of people don't know much about, but you actually managed to nail six out of seven winners across Monday and Tuesday of this week. Yeah, it was a really cracking start, to be fair especially after writing the article on Sunday night, nothing worse than you play up a league and it doesn't deliver. But yeah, six winning tips at the first seven on Monday and Tuesday. So the article itself was just really calling out that the SPFL Reserve League's back, which is fantastic. For those that don't know about it, it's literally the Reserve League in Scotland. Um, we have lost Celtic, Rangers, Hibs and St. Johnson to that league, but there's still 10 teams in that league and there's nine teams in the league below, which contains lower league sides. These matches are played on a Monday and Tuesday. So the SPFL League One, which is the main teams in the Scottish Premiership, they play at two o'clock every Monday and every Tuesday. And the lower leagues play at 7.45 on a Monday night and a Tuesday night. The great thing is both Ross County and Dungeon United are in this league. I've been backing these two teams now for the last three or four seasons, particularly Ross County. Uh, Ross County at home... They're averaging probably 3.5, 4.5 match goals every week. So having looked at last season, eight of their 10 home games all had were 3.5 goals. And Dungeon as well. They're a really good one to look out for. They tend to play a lot of first-team players in their squad. So in terms of the rules around this, it is a reserve league, so the teams can play whoever they want. At the moment, Dungeon tend to play at least three or four first-team players in, in that match. They played last week at home to Kilmarnock and won 5-2. Having looked through the lineup, uh, Peter Pollitt started for them, who's one of their main players, and Osmond Sow as well. So keep an eye out for Dungeon United, especially at home and especially Ross County too. Over 1.5 first half goals and over 3.5 match goals. I would recommend doing that every week they play at home. Yeah, it does appear that it's one of those leagues where if you've got some uh, team news, it might get a wee edge against the bookies. Um, and I know that that's obviously quite important. When you're placing your bets, you often leave them quite late once you know the lineups. Yeah, so as part of the article itself that I wrote last week, it was really calling out to, to check Twitter, check team news, because essentially the bookies are putting these markets up blind. They've got no idea of what teams are going to be played, who's lining up. So it really gives us a real edge in this market. And what you will see is a lot of teams being cut and shortened. So I think there's a key example that last week, East Stirling were 6-1 to one to to win a match and they ended up going off at even money and that was purely based on the fact that they were playing a strong team yeah. and it was similar this week as well Hearts went off at 1-6 from 1-2 on Wednesday at home to St Mirren again based on the fact that Harry Cochran played for them and a number of first team players played as well Yeah so the key is getting in early on these markets and I know you do your best and Mr Fix-It's tips to try and get as that information as quickly as you can and get it up on the site. So anyone who's interested in betting in those leagues should really just keep an eye on the threads that you start in terms of uh, the Scottish Reserve League on a Monday and a Tuesday. Yeah, I'll try and post the, the matches on a Sunday night and again, similar for the Tuesday games on a Monday night. But yeah, definitely check the, the site itself during the day before kick-off at two o'clock 
and I'll be I'll be checking Twitter and updating where I can get some team news. Okay, so that's one for your diary this week. Monday, Tuesday, the SPFL Reserve League. Just keep an eye on Mr Fix's tips for Greg's, I hesitate to say inside info, but certainly his knowledge that he's more than going to share with us on that. So just rounding up on this week, let's have a recap on some of those bets then. So Greg, can you cover the Scottish tips that we had again? Of course, yeah. So for Scotland, we've got Hibs to score two or more at five to six with Betway. We've got Dungeon United to score two or more at six to four with Bet365. And in England, we're looking at over two and a half in both teams to score in Liverpool v Arsenal. Wickham to score two or more, 10 to 11 v Southend. Crawley and Leighton Orient to see over two and a half goals at Evens. And Mansfield at five to six to score two or more at home to Stevenage. Okay, I think that's us for yet another week. I would just like to say thank you to everyone who's listened to the podcast. Last week was our first official podcast and we had over 700 people listening, which was phenomenal. So thanks very much um, if you took the time to listen to it last week. Hope you enjoyed this week's. We're still keen to hear from you. Any queries or questions that you might have, send them to us at hello at gambler.co.uk and gambler is G-A-M-B-L-A. Other than that, we'll be back next week with hopefully some more winners. Thanks for your time, Greg. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Cheers.